Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the Golden State Warriors and their upcoming matchups over the next week from a betting perspective. Before we actually do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. The Betting Barrier Podcast presented by BetOnline. BetOnline is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all of your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, UFC, and boxing. They have it all. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code believe B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Abedinbury Podcast. For one and break, we previewed what we are going to do for this week's show. Once again, talk about the Warriors and their upcoming games against the Lakers over the next week. But before we get into any of that, I do want to recap how we did last week. Overall, not great. In fact, we initially thought the series would end in six games against the Kings. Then the Warriors no-showed the home game, and they lost game six. And then they ended up winning game seven. So we did think Golden State would advance to face off against the Lakers in the second round, but... Uh, The method wasn't exactly there because we thought they'd win game six and that did not happen. So either way, time to get into the actual series. Now, I am aware that the series already started. And as a result, my series preview might be might seem a little bit of recency bias, but you're gonna take my word for it. This was my thought on the series going in. I had the Lakers winning the series in six. That was my initial thought for the matchups. I thought it was going to be a war. I think you're going to see a lot of ebbs and flows, a lot of moments where each team kind of has a chance to take a stranglehold on the series, or maybe they just dominate individual games and they alternate here and there. But it's really just a battle of conflicting styles because the Lakers don't shoot threes and they really excel at getting to the foul line and they really excel at dominating the paint, both offensively and defensively. The Warriors don't do any of that. All they do is shoot threes. They don't go to the foul line. They really don't have much rim protection. They have some uh, with Looney and Draymond, not much. But then again, it was good enough to stop Sabonis, I guess. But my main thought going into the series was that I have more faith in the Lakers supporting cast than the Warriors supporting cast. You have LeBron and AD. I know LeBron is not the same guy he used to be. Still solid. AD, we know, is very good when he's fully engaged. But in that Memphis series, he kind of alternated between good and bad games. But I have more faith in that duo of LeBron and AD in a game-in, game-out basis than the duo of Steph and Klay Thompson. And as nothing against against, uh, Steph, Steph, I think, is easily the best player in the series. So that's not the reason why. I'm very low on Klay Thompson. And I have been for most of the year. I think at this stage in his career, he's a streaky three-point shooter, And once again, what made him so great in his prime was his ability to also be an elite defensive player. 
and he can't really defend much anymore. So I do think as a result, Clay is a high volume, extremely volatile player. And the problem is he's arguably Golden State's second best player. In the playoffs, it's been Looney uh, by far, just going through the rebounding numbers, which I'll mention in a second when I recap game one. But Clay, a lot of volume. He'll have a couple of quarters where he'll look very sharp. And he'll have a couple of games where he goes four for 19, like in game seven. And once again, Curry has to go for 50 in order to carry them to a win. But the point is, I don't have enough faith in Golden State supporting cast. Wiggins has been hit or, has been hit or miss for most of his career. Recently, he's been good. He hasn't had many explosions. It's mostly a steady 15 to 20 points. And we saw that in game one where he had 15 points. It's good, don't get me wrong, but you kind of wish occasionally he'd push the envelope and drop 20, 25, but 15 is still solid. Draymond, you know, is going to give you nothing offensively. He'll give you some passing for assists, but for points, he can't shoot. We all know this. Looney, once again, going to give you nothing for actual points. Had 10 in the first game against the Lakers, but he also had the own goal basket by AD, which got credited to Looney. So he really scored eight points, but still the rebounding and the offensive rebounding are Looney's contributions and not to mention the screening. So Looney's been very good for this team, but Clay in game one against the Lakers had a really good first half. And then he was awful in the second half in total. You'd think Clay had a great game because of how well he started. He finished with 25 points. However, he was 9 for 25 from the floor and 6 for 16 from 3. So don't get me wrong, 25 points sounds good, but when you score 25 points on 25 shot attempts, that's not great. And as a result, I do think Clay's lack of efficiency is going to hurt Golden State during the course of this series. And the bench I'm not sold on. The bench is basically one guy. You can argue that sometimes it's a no guys because Poole's a head case and you can't really trust him in a game out game out a game in game out basis. And he was brutal in the entire King series. He was good in game one statistically. He had 21 points, seven of 15 from the floor, and he went six for 11 from three. Did commit five fouls, which was a problem. And he also took that ridiculously deep three pointer to potentially tie the game late in that fourth quarter, which you can argue if that's a good or a bad shot. I think it was a terrible shot, but, you know, some people will say it's a good look. He's already made six threes. There's 10 seconds left. Why are you taking a 35-footer? Go to the rim. Take a layup. You don't have to chuck a long-distance three to tie the game. It was really a dumb shot, in my opinion. But anyway, point is, pool. you can't exactly trust in a game-in, game game-out basis, but he's arguably their best bench player. Even Chenzo, ever since Game 7 against the Kings, has really been a non-factor. He's basically been scratched in any meaningful playing time. Recently, Gary Payton the second, no offensive talent, but he's still a good hustle guy, and that's basically it. You saw Golden State throwing out Jermichael Green, who I'm sure some people forgot was even on the roster. He played eight minutes, hit two threes, but the point is Golden State's bench is really, really bad, and I feel like that's the reason why I lean to the Lakers. I just have more faith in guys like Schroeder and Hachimura and... I mean, you can make an argument here and there. Maybe uh, Malik Beasley can give you some shots off the bench, but I just think the Lakers are a deeper roster, and I do have more faith in your second guy being Anthony Davis compared to arguably Clay Thompson. I don't think the Warriors are a great overall team. I just think Curry's insane, and he carries 
he carried the team against Sacramento, but Sacramento also had one of the worst defenses in the league, and the Lakers have one of the best defenses in the league post-All-Star break. So I really didn't like the matchup for Golden State, but I do think they'll be able to win some games because AD is going to have some hit-or-miss moments where he'll no-show a game or two offensively. I don't think he's going to go for 30-23 and 23 again, but the point is when AD is focused, this isn't Sabonis we're talking about. Like, I think AD is going to destroy this team whenever he's engaged, and Sabonis couldn't hit a free throw. He, uh, not really. He was, wasn't a great free throw shooter throughout the series. Couldn't hit a jump shot. Could barely hit layups. I know his overall stats were okay, but the efficiency was not great for Sabonis, and I think AD is a much better finisher around the rim. He also is a much better mid-range jump shooter. He's really a matchup nightmare for Golden State, but the point is, I think LeBron and AD will be able to exploit the Warriors' paint defense enough to eventually win the series. Now, for the sake of the individual games, we saw that in Game 1, and the Warriors hit a bunch of three-pointers. The Warriors actually hit 21 threes, and they still lost the game. The Lakers only hit six, but the Lakers attempted 23 more free throws and made 20 more free throws, and no, it was not a conspiracy by the officiating. It's because the Warriors never drive to the rim. The only time they ever drive is when they use it as a decoy to set up three-point shooters. So a lot of this series is going to come down to three-point variance for Golden State. And historically speaking, that definitely has worked in their benefit because Curry and Clay are two of the best three-point shooters of all time. The problem is, I don't think Clay's that reliable anymore. And Curry's by himself. And we saw Vanderbilt did a great job defensively against him as Curry was... Still effective, he had 27 points, but they needed more from him, and he kind of vanished in the second and third quarters. But the point is, I just think that the Lakers and Warriors are going to have a pretty fun series with ebbs and flows. If the Warriors go a bit smaller, how will the Lakers handle it? I'm not totally sure. We saw the Warriors go smaller late in that fourth quarter of Game 1, and they went on a 14-0 run to tie the game, and then the Lakers eventually won it in the end. But the point is, I do think you'll see the Warriors' three-point shooting numbers fluctuate. I don't think the Lakers' offensive game plan is going to change much. They're able to get to the rim a lot. They'll attempt a bunch of free throws. The Warriors' paint defense is not great. And once again, the Lakers outscored the Warriors 54-28 to in the paint. So it's a battle of styles, but I think the Lakers' style is a bit more consistent and more sustainable, which is why I'm going to lean to the Lakers in the series. But for the sake of Game 2, now we'll get into the actual game previews. We saw Golden State lose Game 1 by 5. Good game overall. The Warriors struggled in the third quarter, then woke up in the fourth and made the game interesting. It really did seem like the Lakers kind of kicked it to autopilot, and Darvin Ham is really just not a good basketball coach which is another edge that the Warriors have because Steve Curry is a good coach. But the point is, you're looking at the schedule for this episode. We will be covering four games, actually. We have a game on Thursday, a game on Saturday, a game on Monday, and a game on Wednesday. And then after that, then you have a potential game on Friday or Sunday. But no matter what happens in the next couple of games, we automatically will be having those four games. Actually, no, that's not true, because in theory, if the Lakers sweep then it would end on Monday. Spoiler, I don't think the Lakers are going to sweep, so I'm assuming we will have all four games that we're about to cover. But anyway, a time to get into the second game of this series. Looking at the betting lines, the Warriors are around minus five and a half on the spread, and the total is around 227 and a half. First things first, I'm going to take the Warriors in this spot. 
uh, in an interview after the game, LeBron said the most important thing about uh, moving forward in the series is rest. And even though I agree with him, that is a bit of a concerning quote when his team is a little bit older, especially with the main guys of AD who might be young in age, but he's been around for a long time because he was only a freshman in college and then he left for the NBA. And he's also extremely brittle. So he said rest is important and LeBron's also older. He's been fighting a leg injury all year. So I do think that even though he's right, it is concerning that they have one day off and now you have to deal with Golden State again in basically a must-win game for Golden State. I think Golden State wins this game comfortably. We've seen the Lakers kind of pick and choose their battles. They won game one against Memphis and then no-showed game two for the most part. And I do think you'll see a similar story here. I think the Warriors bury them in game two. We saw the Warriors go small, and it definitely worked out against the Lakers in the later stages of the fourth quarter. I think you'll see the Warriors try to run the Lakers out of the building, and I think it's going to work in this game. So for me, I'm going to go with the Warriors minus the five and a half, and I am going to go with the under in this game. The Lakers are going to try to slow it down. I'm not sure how well they're going to do, but I do have concerns about the Lakers' actual shooting. And the Warriors, once again, despite losing game one, they did make 21 threes. I'm not sure how sustainable that is. So I can see some shooting variants here. I can see both teams making adjustments defensively, and you might see a bit of a slog, uh, I'd say a slog fest here, a bit of a rock fight, so to speak. And I think this total's a bit too high. So I am going to lean to the under in this game. Game one barely went over and you didn't even have 50 points in the fourth quarter. I see this series really exemplifying playoff basketball, which is a much slower and methodical pace in the fourth quarter, and that might kill some live totals. So for me, I'm going to go with the under in game two, and I am going to lean to the Warriors. I am the Lakers struggle offensively. I think the Warriors make some adjustments, and I do think the Lakers' outside shooting is going to hurt them a lot in this game. Give me the Warriors minus the five and a half, and give me the under in game two now moving on to game three this will be in LA so you're looking at a spread I'm assuming the Lakers will probably be laying three and a half maybe four give or take but I'm purely speculating I'm gonna link to the Lakers in game three we saw the Lakers home court be extremely powerful in the first series against Memphis. You can argue Memphis should have won a road game there that they eventually lost in overtime. But the point is, the Lakers really seem to feed off of the energy of the crowd. And I do think that as a result, the Lakers should look sharp at home in game three. I'm assuming if the Warriors are going to steal a road game, it would be game four. But I do think Saturday night, the Lakers will be fully, fully amped for this game. And I think they cover I think AD is a big game. I think LeBron is a big game. And I think they do enough to limit the Warriors offensively in route to a nice win. So give me the Lakers in game three to cover. As for the total, once again, I don't know where it's going to be at. I'm assuming that once game two goes under, you'll see a couple of points drop down. So probably around like 224 and a half, maybe, if I had to guess. I'm going to lean under in that game because the Lakers defensively were just so damn good at home in that first series. And I do question the Warriors defense uh, Warriors really on the road they were very good in that Sacramento series winning game five and game seven then again you had the Fox finger injury which also kind of threw a wrinkle into everything but the Warriors aren't a great defensive team uh they're not a great road team I'll lean to the Lakers in game four and moving on in uh, sorry game three and moving on to game four on Monday uh you have 
an interesting matchup once again where you're wondering what adjustments each team's going to make it's really difficult to break down a playoff series this far in advance because you're going to see teams try to make adjustments based on what they saw in the previous game and of course i don't have that information right now so i'm going to lean to the lakers to get the job done this game's going to be a war i think game i think game two and game three will be pretty decisive Game three might be a little bit close, but I see the Lakers winning by like seven, maybe. I think they'll cover the spread. Game four, I think, will be an absolute war. I think it's going to be like the Kings game in game four in or in uh, not Oracle, sorry, in Chase Center, where it's a game that could go either way, but I think the Lakers take it. I just think that the Warriors, once again, I'm not sold on their supporting cast, and I keep waiting for other guys to step up, and nobody's stepping up. Now, game one, it was Poole who played well, despite the questionable shot there at the end of regulation Wiggins will give you a steady 15 give or take which I'm not sure is enough the point is there's a lot of pressure on Curry to make a bunch of shots because Clay has really not been efficient in the playoffs ever since the first couple games of the King series Wiggins has a ceiling pool you never know with pool so you don't know if you can rely on him I don't like their supporting cast just simply put so I'm going to lean to the Lakers to win game four. However, I am going to lean to the Warriors plus the points. I really see a one possession game here, and I think the Lakers sneak away with the win. So I have the Lakers up 3-1, and then you're going to go back to the Chase Center on Wednesday. And for this one, I'm taking Golden State. I think Golden State kills them in game five. I think the Warriors recognize the uh, stakes in a must-win situation. You have the crowd, and we saw the Lakers no-show that game five against the Grizzlies and they ended up just saving their energy for game six and they buried uh, the Grizzlies in game six I see some more story here I think they're going to pick their battles I could see them really punting game five to keep everyone healthy and well energized for game six I see that happening I think Golden State buries them in game five so once again my breakdowns for games two through five I have the Lakers in I sorry I have the Warriors in game two to cover and I have the under in game three, I have the Lakers and the under game of four. I have the Warriors plus the points and the over and game five. I have the Warriors to cover the spread and I have the under and the Lakers basically no show game five. And we'll see what happens from that point forward. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.